0: I am uh, grateful to the Lord that he has uh, given me the opportunity to speak to you. Says I want to speak to you today about uh, Jesus uh, raising the dead. Jesus raising the dead. You know, sometimes we come to this uh, situation in our life... uh, you know seems like everything around is crumbling down we don't know what to do sometimes that question our faith is there is is there a god so church i want to talk today how do we overcome those kinds of situations where do we get strength where is the answer I want to uh, bring your attention to the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verse 1 through 5. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. Church, let us go before our God. Father, thank you. Father, I pray that you speak to your people, Lord. Father, I pray that you open their hearts, Lord. Soften our hearts, Lord. Help us to receive your word, Lord. Father, change our life, Lord. So we may walk in your strength, in your spirit, Father. Father, thank you for using me to speak to your people, Lord. Lord, I pray for your strength, Lord, your grace, your mercy. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Coming to the story, Lazarus, brother of Mary and Martha, was from the village of Bethany. The village was just two miles away from Jerusalem. And Jesus was staying in Jerusalem when Lazarus was sick and dying. And this is the same Mary who anointed Jesus with the ointment, wiped his feet with her hair. Now, Jesus loved all of them very dearly. They were tied with Jesus. So what happened was, Lazarus got very sick. He was in his deathbed. He could die any moment. Now, losing Lazarus, it's a big deal for Mary and Martha because they will lose their uh, protection, provision, the standing in the society. They were living in a different society. You know, it wasn't like um, um, the, 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 the standing of the woman was not like the, what we experienced in the United States there. It wasn't like that. It was a male-dominated world. It was a man's world. So when Jesus sent, uh, when um, the sisters sent for Jesus, you know, they were in a very desperate situation. You could sense their urgency and the desperate nature of their cry in what they told to Jesus. Basically, they said, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. It's basically, Jesus, we need your attention here. There is a crisis here. And what happens is... um, I don't know if you are, have been in that situation. When, when you are in that moment, you're crying out with everything you got. Everything. And your plea, your cry will reflect the urgency, the passion, and the desperate nature of the situation in your cry. Because you're crying out with everything you got. And they truly believed in Jesus that he could come and heal him. That's what they thought. And because they were, they were close to Jesus. Jesus loved them. So they thought their best friend would rush into the situation and will do something. You know, because it's, it's, a, it's a crisis. So when Jesus heard about uh, Lazarus' sickness this was his response this sickness is not going to end in death but for the glory of god so that the son of god may be glorified by it you know when they send for their best friend uh, for help there was some expectations they thought Jesus would do something immediately. And because it was a very urgent situation. And what happened was, uh, they didn't hear anything from Jesus for a few days. He didn't, he didn't hear from him for two days. Can you imagine that situation? If you've been in that situation, uh, a difficult situation. You know, you calling your best friend. You at least expect, you know, hear something about or him doing something. Nothing. What I let down. Yeah. You know, Jesus could. Um, I mean, Jesus could have just said, "Oh, be healed." I mean, he would have got healed. So it was a, it's a total letdown. And the interesting thing was, Jesus was only two miles away from their village, Bethany. For us, it's about 40 minutes of walk. He was right there. Have you been in that situation? Feel like um, everything around is crumbling down? You're in a desperate situation. No other way. You feel numb. No hope. You're praying. can't hear anything. When those things happen in your life, it never disappear. They always remain in your heart. I remember a couple of... Uh, I've I been there a few times... But a couple of things I want to share with you. One is, um, when I was 34 years old, um, and know, life was good. Um, Danny was around seven years old. Jasmine was about three years old. Um, Minnie got sick, really sick. She was in a coma for several days, in a coma in the hospital, several days. It was not expected. I had no clue what's going to happen. Um, I knew the Lord. I, he, has, uh, he has me in my life, but didn't give him my 100%. But I started crying out. Um, what I remember is, um, even though I was crying out, I felt numb. I couldn't hear anything. I felt lonely. I was desperate. You know, we, have, we were close, We were in a church and they all tried to help us. They were wonderful people. But it was one of those moments. You are alone. You are alone. There's nothing there. This is another situation. Um, when I got a call about two, three years ago, from my doctor that, um, um, you know, they found cancer in my system. Um, um, It took everything out of me. Um, I didn't expect that. Am I going to get cancer? No, I never expected that. Um, The the most difficult situation thing was um, I felt lonely. I felt sad. Um, The reason was I felt like, uh, you know, uh, the life is going to keep moving. Um, I'm not, the saddest thing was um, I felt like I may not be there uh, with my family as my children get married and grandchildren, all those things. I'm not going to be with Winnie to support them or them supporting me. And I felt like life is coming to a screeching end. It was a very lonely moment. And that's where Mary was. That's where Martha was. Everything coming down. Now the thing is, uh, God moves in his timing. So when it was time, Jesus decided to go to Bethany. Again, God's nature is this: is He will move in His time. He hear our cry, He hear our prayers, but He will move in His time. The reason is He's setting things ready, setting things in place. Um, what Mary did not know was, what Mary, what Martha did not know was. When we went through, we didn't know what was happening in their life was part of a God's sovereign plan. It was his plan for them to go through that so that he can reveal his glory. They had no clue. Now, um, you know, when you think about uh, both Mary and Martha, you know, they have seen Jesus doing miracles. But that moment, they couldn't believe. Same with the disciples. When Jesus told them, let's go to Bethany, they got scared. They said, wait a minute. A couple of weeks ago, I mean, Jesus was right in Bethany. The Jews tried to stone him so they were asking you want to go there again are you out of your mind jesus they couldn't see either in the moment of crisis this is the same people walked with jesus saw the miracles they couldn't believe it either they got scared and jesus response was When they expressed the concerns to him, his, uh, his response was, Are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble. Because he sees the light of this world. What does that mean? Because here, they're having a crisis here. What is Jesus talking about? Here's what he's talking about. There is a calling in your life. There's a calling in my life. There was a calling on Martha and um, Mary's life. There was a calling. And God does not expect us to fulfill those callings in our own strength. Jesus said, I am the light. Jesus wants us to accomplish those purposes in his strength, in his spirit. He wants us to go and fulfill the purpose he has for each one of us. It is Jesus, it is the Lord who placed you where you are. Whether you are in the high school, you work for the city or the state or federal it is, if you're a construction worker, it is the Lord who places there. You have a purpose there. He wants you to be a light there. He wants uh, to touch people. Uh, he wants to touch those who don't have hope. He wants you to be his hand, his heart, his eyes, his lips. You have a purpose for from him. And he said that... Um, We can do that only in his strength. He said that if you try to walk in darkness, that means, you know, we don't have Jesus' light. If you walk in our own strength, that's flesh. We will stumble. We cannot. We cannot. You cannot do your job in your own strength. If you ask the Lord, he will be there. He will deliver you. He commands us to love each other. Pray for each other. And he doesn't want us to doubt. He wants us to move in his strength. Jesus also reminded us that uh, he will always do. He's always working. He's always working. He's doing his father's will. So he doesn't want us to be... Uh, sitting idle. He doesn't want us not to do. He wants us to go out and live in his strength. His power. Um, one of the things that Jesus told the disciples, you know, when they were scared, um, he said that I am glad that I was not there for your sakes. What he was saying was, what he was doing was, He had a plan. He wanted to show the world that nothing is impossible for God. Even death is subject to him. He wanted to, he wanted, God wanted to reveal his glory. God wanted to reveal that Jesus has the authority and power. This was God ordained. What they went through. If you are facing crisis in your life, in your situation, don't think that he doesn't hear you. He's right there with you. You know, it is a journey. It is a journey. When you get to the destination, you will see that not only you reach the destination, but in the way God changed you. God made you better. God blessed you. That's what he wanted to do. Now when uh, Jesus came to Mary and Martha, the situation was bad and sad. And uh, Jesus moved with the compassion. He grieved with them. He cried with them. And uh, they had both told them, If you were here, Lazarus would not have died. Jesus, you could have done something. You weren't here. But it's over now. There's nothing you can do. The situation is beyond your control. They have not, they have seen only what is in the world. They did not know that Son of God has the power, the might. To do his wealth, it was God's will to reveal His glory, His Son's glory. Now the thing is, um, um, when Jesus met them, He assured them, "He's going to rise. It's going to be okay." They didn't. They couldn't believe that. How could they believe? They just saw their. He, he, he couldn't. They could. He could. They couldn't trust what Jesus was saying. Because they just saw their brother dying. And Jesus was saying, he's going to live. So when um, Jesus tried to raise him, Mary said, Jesus, it's over. He has been dead for four days. It smells bad. They don't even go there. There wasn't any faith there. She gave up. They, they thought the situation was beyond anything God can do. The thing is, uh, they all, the disciples and many. they have seen Jesus doing miracles, but the moment of crisis they couldn't believe. What made them doubt? What made them did not have the faith in Jesus at that time? Isn't that our situation too? I remember first time when many God God healed her. When I faced the new crisis, I was scared. It's the situation, it's not just uh, Martha's situation, it's our situation. What makes us? Can, we cannot trust God in that moment of Christ. What makes us that way? Is it because of lack of evidence? Or is it because of lack of evidence or doubtful heart or unbelieving heart? The thing is, uh, for me, I should not have panicked. Because I, because I have seen God... Moving, healing, uh, my wife. I saw that. I should. I didn't have the faith at that. Time. I was shaken. What made me? Where is it coming from? You know, as children of God, we are not supposed to be complained. We are not supposed to be unbelieving. The thing is. Um, the enemy wants to put that doubt in our minds all the time. Yeah, Jesus did that last time, maybe not this time. Yeah, Jesus was powerful enough to, oh, God can heal your cold, but not your cancer. You know, where is it coming from? Is the enemy bringing that? Now, the thing is, um, when doubts, of fear taking over. We have to remind ourselves what God did in our life. God wants us to know that he is our protector. He is our provider. And this is why uh, God told uh, Israelites, God knows that we forget. What happens is... uh, when you find and experience a miracle, it is so fresh in the first day. It's so fresh in the second day, fresh in the uh, second week, fresh in the second month. Pretty soon it's going to fade. God wants us to remember. God wants us to remember what he has done in our life. That's why he told the Israelites when they were walk, going to the promised land, God did a lot of miracles. He told them, write it down so that you can remind your children, your God is more than sufficient for all your needs. We have to remind ourselves. And this is why Jesus told us, God knows that we forget. In a way, forgiveness is a blessing and a curse. Because you don't want to remember the bad stuff. You have to let it go. But at the same time, we have to remember the blessing that, that God is with us. This is why Jesus said, take communion and remember what he did for us. He, he, he sacrificed his life for us. He wants us to know our position who we are in Christ. He wants us to live in, the, in, in his strength. He doesn't want us to live how we feel that particular day. Living in a day, how, you know, sometimes when I get up in the morning, I don't feel good. I don't know, I had a good night's sleep. Why am I feeling this way? I can't tell. Uh, so what I, I don't feel like praying I don't feel like reading the Bible, then I'll sit down and think. Then I start thinking, what did do, God do yesterday? Did He answer my prayer? Yes. Did He answer the prayer day before yesterday? Before I know, it's a big list. I don't need to hear my uh, sad discouragement, it disappears. That's why Jesus said, I want you to remember the, com- the, the covenant I made with you. Because he is the one guiding us. He does not want to, when we live based on how we feel that particular morning, we are living in flesh. We can't do that. And God does not want us to do it. So how do we, you know, from a practical way, how do we do this one? You want to journal you know, those times God touched your life. Take a sheet of paper or take a book. Write it on what he did. In times of darkness, you can't pull that out and see. You can see the evidence in your own life what God did. Because what happens is... Um, enemy is going to bring doubts constantly. He even tried with uh, Peter. Peter was right next to Jesus... When Jesus said, uh, we talked about him dying on the cross, Peter took him aside and said, Jesus, that's not a good idea. That's what he did. So he's right there, always. The enemy is constantly uh, putting fears in us, trying to, doubts and confusion. And this is why Jesus said, God said that by our testimony, we will overcome the evil one. Sometimes we need to hear that testimony of what God did in our life. We need to hear that too. Not only us, we can also share that with others. When Jesus raised Lazarus from, the, from dead, he was showing that Even physical death is subject to the power of God. Mary and Martha could not understand that. They doubted. So we as human beings, we're going to go through that. We have to go back and think, do, uh, remember what um, God did in our life. You know when uh, we were going through our crisis um, in both situations when I felt numb when I felt lonely Jesus was carrying me and my family in his, his own hands his hands looking back I can see that he healed us he was right there he was real I couldn't feel a thing and i wondering, is he hearing? He, he hears every prayer uh, we cry out to him. He hears that. But the thing is, uh, you know, these things happen in our life so that he can, he can work in our lives. He can make us better. There's a purpose behind that. And he is... If it, When I look back in my life, because of what I've gone through, what we've gone through, we came to know the power of God. We know that God is faithful. God wanted each one of us to be there. That's why, that's why we are going through what we go through. There is a purpose. It's a journey. It's a process. In the Gospel of John, chapter 6, Jesus fed 5,000 men. There were women and children, probably about 20,000 people, from five pieces of bread. When he did that, he was showing the world that he is the bread of life. He is our provider. He is more than sufficient to meet all your needs. When he healed the multitudes there, he healed many. He is telling us he is our healer. He is our healer. He, by teaching us his his word, he is saying that he is our shepherd. He's going to be with us. He's going to guide us. By walking on the water, he showed us that he defies the gravity, the air, and everything in this earth is under his control. When When he reached the destination immediately, he is telling that he is in control of time. Why was in heaven go panicky when Lazarus died? Because God knew, Jesus is in control of our life, our destiny. He is with us. And he wants us to trust in him. He wants us to walk with him. He wants us to lay down everything before him. Here are some practical ways uh, we can trust God. First one is uh, believe in Jesus. I want to go to John, Gospel of John chapter 6, 29. Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has said, Believe in Jesus. Trusting in him. Second one is uh, receive his gift. Receive his gift. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. For it is by grace you have been saved. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. You don't need to do anything. Receive it freely. um, uh, The next one is... Read your Bible every day. That's the word of God. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 16... It says... Let the message of Christ... Dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Spend time with his word. He's speaking to you. In the Gospel of John 15, verse 7, Jesus said, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. He wants us to spend time with him. Word of God, that's one of the ways he speaks to us. He's speaking to us in every situation. So when we spend time with his word, in his word, we can hear him. Next one is a prayer daily. In Psalm 55, verse 22, it says, Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. It doesn't matter what you're facing. Maybe you, today you are, you're dealing with a difficult project. Or maybe you're dealing with a, with a, with a crisis, a conflict. Let that be for him. His Spirit will guide you. I cannot say this to you if I have not experienced that. I have experienced God walking me through, um, walking me through crisis. He gave me a job. I, I asked, remember, God, you gave me the job. I got a problem. How do I do this one? Church, these uh, are the things I've gone through. God guided me. He will guide you, He will give you the answer you need in that moment. If you trust in him. Uh, One of the things you can do is um, journal everything. What I meant by every major amazing thing God has done in your life. Journal it. Get a book. Uh, Just write it down. And when you go through your dark times. You can pull that out and see how God rescued from that. That will give you strength. Let him guide you. I want to go to Proverbs chapter 3, 6, verse 6. In all your ways, in all your ways, submit to him. And he will make your path straight. In everything. Whether it's job, at home. Hey, if God is someone provided to you, ask him. He will meet you there. Work as you are doing it for the Lord I want to go to Colossians chapter 3, 23 again, work as you are doing it for the Lord it says, whatever you do work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, doesn't matter who is watching, I remember many years ago I was kind of uh, vacuuming here, I was trying to uh, cut the corner God me would you do this at your home a convict me you know so God wants us to give the best it is, you know, remember he is the one placing us where we are whether we are cleaning the toilet or a pass whatever it is it's the Lord he wants us to give everything Live in peace. Um, In Romans chapter 12, verse 10, it says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. You know, we're going to find people everywhere, they may not agree with us. But what's going to make a change, a difference, is God's love in us. When they see our life, when they see the fruits in our life, that's what's going to change. It's not our flesh is going to change people. Last one is, uh, let God transform you. Let God transform you. Let God change you. In Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world but transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You know, God put us in this world to change the world. Not the world to change us. Yes, we have to live in this world but we are the light, church. Again, I'm speaking to myself too. We are the light. God wants us to Change the world. God want us to allow his spirit work in us and change us. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Church, um, what God wants us to know is, uh, you know, it doesn't matter where we are. He, Jesus wants, it doesn't matter where you are in your life, meaning uh, uh, whether you know the Lord or not. He said, come as we are. It is his love calling us. It doesn't matter what you're facing, but if you give that to the Lord, remember when we live, give it to God, it doesn't mean the problems go away, but he will work with us. He will make it better. He will. He will. He will bring life from all those things. He wants us to um, lay everything at his feet. If you if you don't know Jesus, if you haven't experienced uh, his love, he wants you to come as you are. Don't try to change and come. Just come. He will take from there. If you feel like you made, did something wrong, if you feel like you missed it, if you feel down, let's matter, come. All he's asking, come. He will take from there. Just I want to. I want to um, um, go before in prayer. If you will bow down your. With me, close your eyes. Father, we thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you, Father, for Jesus, for everything you have done for us, Lord. Lord, Lord, thank you for this word, Lord. Father, change us, Lord. We are laying everything at your feet, Lord. Lord, we ask that uh, you fulfill your purpose in our lives, Lord. You give us the strength, Lord. Help us to be a light, Lord. Father, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray.